Hi, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Ashley, and I'll be chatting about something. So stay tuned. On this episode, I had a chat with Vinny. Vinny is the star of a Netflix reality show called Singapore Social, but he also creates really interesting and thought through content on both his YouTube channel and his own Insta, so be sure to check him out and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going? Thank you. Yo, give me one second. Okay, cool. I'm going to start off with a rapid fire. So my first question was, who is your biggest cheerleader? Uh, who is my biggest cheerleader? Uh, I could answer that in two parts. Um, who was my biggest cheerleader and who is still my biggest cheerleader would have to be my mother. And um, concurrently, whilst I know that she is still guiding me, I would say that I am by hands down my biggest cheerleader. Okay, nice. Um, when do you laugh the most? <laughs> um, when? Like in what types of instances? Yeah, exactly. What kind of situation or... It can be a... Do you know when, situation. I, when, I, witness, when I witness miscommunication between people? Um, mm. And yeah, I, I, th- <laughs> I think um, uh, as... as, as, as as horrible as it sounds, um, laughing at the expense of others, uh, the downfall of others, of course, not when it's not too serious, but I think when people miscommunicate and get into altercations for no reason, and for me to happen to be, a, and I happen to be an audience member, that's, I, I find that very yeah. funny. Those are the types of things that, that really break me down, yeah. Okay. Um, what's your favorite Bollywood film? If you can't come up with one, are there three? Give me your top three. That would be fun. Um, uh, Zindagi Na Milegi Dubara, um, yes. Bhag Milkya Bhag, and yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, um, what's another good one? Uh, Three Idiots. Oh, solid choices there. That's a good set of three. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one I had on Rapid Fire was What Makes Your Blood Boil? What Makes My Blood Boil? Um, seeing. Mm-hmm people be disrespected yeah yeah okay that's cool all righty um so a lot of my questions are around I, th- I feel like you get a good sense of somebody when when they're growing up or what their experiences were I kind of want to know about baby Vinny like how was what were you like when you were younger were you creative when you were younger or has that like developed over time and then what were the scenes at home like what was food what was the talk at the table like what was general discussion but let's start off with what baby Vinny was like. Not very different to the Vin that you're speaking to today. The only difference is I have more access to more tools to communicate. And um, I have now have a much more refined ability to articulate myself better to the world, right? Not just through spoken word, various, various other instruments. But... Um, there has been a consistency since the beginning in that I, I have always been a daydreamer. So being a dreamer kid, I am a dreamer young adult. I doubt this will ever change. Mm-hmm. And um, what was the food on the table? The food was um, 
Yeah, so what were like scenes at home? Yeah, what was food food at home? Food at home, you'd get the, you know, we'd have traditional, we'd have Western. My mother would cook a wide variety of everything. Um, yeah. My parents tried to, my parents did give me everything. Um, I was very lucky, very spoiled. But also, um, I didn't take it. For, I didn't take it for granted. And um, since the beginning, I always wanted to do something with myself. I didn't really have to go through any type of tragedy or yeah. um, repercussion or punishment to then realize or wake up. I always wanted to do something with my potential from a very very early age. It was obviously hard just trying to grapple with and find access and activate. You know the right mediums to be able to do that um yeah so that was yeah it was about a very blessed uh, childhood very blessed yeah okay um and in terms of creativity you've obviously been in front of the camera and also behind the camera what do you find more fulfilling like what's what do you feel most at happiest at editing the most fulfilling by a mile yeah, yeah, editing and directing by a mile. Um, I can enjoy being in front of the camera if I'm performing. Mind you, if I'm performing a script that I've written for myself, I actually borderline fucking hate it. I wish I could have an avatar do it for me because it's work. I, I, I don't enjoy oh. acting. I actually don't enjoy having to um, memorize and then deliver lines because it's actually work. I enjoy being uh, a cast member on reality TV because I don't have to remember anything. I just need to be myself, and I can't consider that work. Um, so 100% editing and directing by a mile. Oh, nice. So I've seen some of your videos, and it seems as if, so now you're saying that they're obviously lines that you kind of have to remind yourself, but it comes off naturally, it almost seems as if it's just off the fly, like you've just thought of it in that moment. So kudos to you that it doesn't seem so learnt and, you know, a thing. I'm a very good performer. Um, I've been acting for a very long time. I've been acting not just on stage, but in my life. Like, I was a very proficient liar as a kid. And, um, you know, just channeling. I mean, but that was the truth. I lied a lot as a kid. I don't, I'm yeah. not fond of lying today. I quite frankly hate lying. I almost never lie because I don't feel like I have any, anything to hide anymore. But I think as a kid, when you're answerable to a figure of authority, to your parents, and there is a slight... Um, uh, there's a slight discrepancy between, you know, the way society operates and your your personal ideologies and your and, and your philosophies growing up, and you naturally have to lie, um, and 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 so do most kids. But I I was very proficient, and I was just um I was very religious at it. Like I I had to I found myself lying a lot because I almost did not agree with everything around me, and it was a, it was just like a coping mechanism. It wasn't out of malice. So lying, yeah. lying in terms of people around you liked a certain thing and you didn't inside, but you were saying, oh, I like that. Are that kind of lies? Or you pretend another kind of? Like what scenarios? It was like everyone around you liked something else, so you had to pretend to be something else. I, didn't, I, I never lied about my personality, but I think, um, mm -hmm. did you do your homework? Yes, I did my homework. Oh, okay. Well, of course I did it. Did you do that? Yes, I did that. But I never wanted to do anything yeah, yeah. I was supposed to do as a child. Yeah. And I was not going to, I was not going to, I'd much rather lie than to actually do it and then 
be able to then then tell the truth. Like I was way too lazy as well. Like I'm not going to do something I don't want to do. That was the, 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 the minimal benchmark from day one. I was never going to do something I did not want to do. Unless I really, really had to, no, I was going to die. And that was obviously just um, go through <laughs> the education system, which I had to force myself to go through. But apart from that, I lied to get out of everything, everything. Nice. Um, and then in terms of your work, how do you keep it diverse? Obviously, you, you are a diverse creative in what you do. How do you not get into a rut or like keep into one mindset of doing a certain thing, a certain style? Because obviously, that's probably not the healthiest way to grow um, creatively. So how do you keep evolving? And is there some practice you do to continually evolve? Or would you just say that your style is has remained the same over the years? No, Mike, I'm constantly... Um... I, I, I take great inspiration from my physical surroundings um, through the material senses as well, um, through people, through people's dialogues, through music, sights, sounds, and I go according to that. I, I, I make according to what inspires me in the moment. If I don't have anything to say, I'm not going to say anything. If I feel out of nowhere, I have mm -hmm. something to say, I'll say it. But that's been my methodology. Um, Sounds simple, very organic. It's also because I'm not so concerned about the outcome. I don't, I'm not obliged, I'm not trying to compel myself to churn out a certain amount of content per month or whatever. I, I, I just could not care less. I, I, I am so carefree. Like, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, and I get that. I, um, well, obviously I don't know you, but I, from what I've gathered, you seem pretty solid as an individual. It doesn't, removing all the frills or work or those kind of things you don't seem to seek something from like for your ego it just seems to be creating for a purpose but not you know for the sake of it you I, I don't know if this is a thing and tell me if it is or isn't have you learned to slowly detach yourself from your ego over time or have you again as have you learned to become like that after you've been on reality tv or as you've grown or have you always been like that I but yeah, I think the yearning for validation for many people can go on forever. For many people can actually go on forever. Um, I can only speak for myself. I think, realistically speaking, I think somewhere around mid-university, I, I, I somehow had the ability to shed all uh, self-consciousness and um, shame and uh, need to, 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 to seek validation and approval from the people around me. Um, it was out of desperation. I was not very happy in my life with what I was doing. I was not fulfilled at university. And um, it was a desperation to just find something and just do something that I really wanted to do and enjoy and do it for myself. And it was that tunnel vision focus to ultimately get there. Uh, that slowly kind of... Uh, it, allowed, it it subconsciously um, allowed, uh, um, compelled me to shed these layers and these needs of, of seeking the validation. And uh, especially having to get in front of a camera and be the best of yourself for a good 10 minutes, right? You got to put yourself and the best of you on, on, a, on a table for people to scrutinize and critique. And that can be very daunting for most people. I mean, humanity's number one fear is it's not sharks, it's public speaking. Because you are, you, you're, you're telling the world, this is the best that I can come up with. 
and you're, you're, you're putting yourself up to scrutiny. And if the best that you, you think you can come up with is actually not that great, uh, your ego will be bruised indefinitely. And people can take physical pain. People can't take shame. And um, that pain stings way more. Um, so I think to have, out of desperation, wanting to have figured out something to do with my life, it was, it was part and parcel of getting in front of the camera. Like, if I'm going to get in front of the camera, I can't care. I can't. Because if I do, nothing's going to happen. And it was the desperation that, that pushed me over the cliff to eventually make that jump in and just do it. And just, and just do me in front of the camera. It took a year of procrastination before I started Vinnie Sharp. A whole year. So it's not like... I was not fucking Superman before that. Like it, it, I was scared as hell. But with desperation and the nearing of graduation, I had to figure it out. You know, I was not going to do a 9 to 5. So, yeah. 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 And what are you working on right now? Right now, I mean, apart from commercial pieces um mm -hmm. what am i working on right now there's you know there's so much but i don't even know where to begin um the general vinnie shop stuff um there are a lot of doc mini documentary pieces for different organizations different businesses that i'm working on right now um i am there are there, there are some big projects coming up in the summer outside of the country that i can't speak about yet um but I guess the world will learn of it when they learn of it. I can't talk about it. But yeah, 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 yeah. fair. Okay. Well, people can follow you and then Absolutely. see what you're up to. I wanted to quickly talk to you about your healing process. And you mentioned your mother. Um, I have, I've had an instance in my life where I have had physical pain due to mental health Um and I want to talk to you about that and how that process was for you and um, how you are now and how do you not dip in and out? Because obviously everyone knows a healing process isn't constant. You're going to fall in, come back out. You're going to remember certain things. It's going to be a journey. Um, where are you with that? I have um, very recently mustered legitimate motivation to move to, to go on. Mm to somehow have the fire aroused to create and do what I was born to do in this world. For a year and a half, we lost that fire since you passed. Um, it does help having, as a man, having a, a, a woman to love. It, it did help. Um, but I don't know if, I, I, I don't know if that was, that's, that's a sustainable prosthetic I'm still trying to figure this out for myself. I'm still trying to grapple with this. There's still days where, you know, I'm working morning to night by myself, for myself. Everything that I do is by myself. And, you know, th th there are a couple of days where I come back home and I'm constantly, constantly working alone, right? And, um, which I love, by the way. And it's not like, I'm not using that in a negative connotation, but it's just sometimes when then you just reach like a couple of weeks into just working nonstop. And, uh, you just don't feel like doing anything and then you just, um, the reality sinks in again. It revisits you, you know, in the silence. And it can feel very heavy. 
And how do you pick yourself um, back up? Honestly, as uh, superficial as the sounds, uh, I think my greatest savior is music. Music picks me up. I don't think there's anything else that, that has been able to in music. Music has saved me uh, every legitimately legitimately messed up situation in my life. Music has always saved me. Uh, music is my inspiration. Music is um, it's it's my fuel. It's my fuel of life. I don't know why. What would I do without music? It's been my best friend. It's been my most loyal friend my whole life. Um. Yeah, so yeah, music is music actually helps me get through and. Um, it's 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 hard, you know. It's hard to give you a two-dimensional answer to this because it's constantly up and down, and um, you know, you get excited about small things, and then the excitement goes away. Not saying that the intrinsic motivation for me to, to behind you know to do what I do is 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 constant because as a freelancer, artistic, uh, you know constantly having to be on the ball with myself no one's pushing me i have to push myself mm -hmm. every day and to do that within art it's you need discipline but you also need uh to the ability to offer your right brain your your, your right brain the space and the comfort to feel free to express and it's uh, you know to 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 tango between the intellect and the imagination and the intuition constantly um to come up with things that you can't necessarily come up with by just giving yourself a deadline you know uh coming up with uh, ideas great ideas it's hard to force yourself sometimes you know sometimes it just comes and um i mean the best lines the best ideas they've just come and uh you know there's so much uncertainty within this realm but to just have faith in your inner voice have faith in yourself um yeah it's 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 uh it's 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 a solid challenge you know this life it really has been and it will continue to be yeah. and i'm i'm glad that it is i do i do i do value relationships much more now i'm not saying that i i i i spend a lot of time with i actually don't spend that much time with almost anyone but uh i value like the single and more important relationships, you know, like I think uh, companionship is like, it's, it's, it's even more desirable to me today. Like, I mean, I'd like to think that, you know, there's a part of me that think if I'd find the right person that I could settle down, but you know, I could also be a free spirit for another 20 to 30 years and then really settle down when I've got white hair, uh, which is, which is an idea that I've actually kind of had for myself for a while, for a long time. But, you know, it's, I'm, I don't intend on being able to prophesize my future. Yeah, you can't plan these things. I think whenever it's going to happen, it's going to happen. It's going to be the happy medium and you'll be that creative person that you do whatever and you'll, you feel free in that relationship. But it'll also give you what your mother gave you or that sense of, Whatever that yeah, I'm not trying to find a know. substitute, mind um, you. It's just, you know, I think the um, I, I'm not trying to find a substitute, but the the light and the sensitivity of a woman, right? Is I obviously you don't, and I'm not saying that I undervalued it 
when I had my mother around. But when when you lose it, you value it. I mean, it's it's not like I, I did not appreciate it enough, but I didn't expect for this to happen so early in my life. And now I value the sensitivity of a woman so much more, you know, because she was that source for me in my life. She was the source of, of light and sensitivity. Uh, just a woman's touch. It's like it's, you know, she was that source for me. Uh, any woman that I meet or any of my mother's friends or any of my girlfriends, like it's, they're even more sacred to me now. Um, because a, a woman is, is just so special. I, we're all special, but you know, it's, I, it's just the sensitivity of a woman is, is, is just incredible. And I value it so much even more now. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Oh, that's really nice to hear, actually. Um, and then I wanted to ask you to change up the mm -hmm. topic a bit. Um, was what advice would you give to eighteen-year-old Vinesh? Don't, don't, don't crash the car like you're about to a couple of times. Um, I mean, those are the only two things that I regret is just crash is just is just getting into car accidents, you know, the stupidest things. How many did you get into? I mean, two or three, you know, and they weren't cheap. And like, you know, my parents had to bear the brunt of it. There's no there's no there's no, there's no silver lining to getting into a car accident. Like it's just in Singapore, you you it's just it's ridiculously expensive. Um, but apart from that, I would not get, offer him any advice. I would not, you know, I, I actually don't believe in this. I think I would not want the 18-year-old Vinesh to not go through anything that he already did go through because whatever it is that he would go through would be instrumental in in, 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 in shaping the, the, the human that he would ultimately turn out to be that is the person that you're talking to right now. So I think uh, we think that there is um, this virtue in a parent or uh, a figure of authority offering, you know, wisdom in that sense. But, you know, you, you, you make the mistakes, you go through tragedy, and you really learn like that. I, I, I'm not so bothered about trying to pave the way. And, you know, go just do stupid things, make stupid mistakes. You want to learn from them, learn from them. If you don't, then you get flushed, right? It's your life. Do whatever you want. So I, that's mm. that to me is... That that's that's what's what I feel more comfortable with. Yeah, I wouldn't give him any advice. Nice. Okay. And um, to close things off a bit, I just wanted to ask about what you're watching right now, and also I know we spoke about music. What you're listening to? I'm listening to, to right? everything and anything and everything. Uh, I my I listen to everything except like metal and rock. Like I listen to everything. But okay, I got back into soft house a couple of days ago. Um, uh -huh. uh, it's been like a good like it's been a while since I've actually been back in the soft house um, uh, my my regular my regular electronic music um, what else am I listening to yeah I'm, 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 I'm back in electronic these, these, these few weeks it, 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 yeah are you are you Vinish Negrani on Spotify yeah I can send I can you some out. playlists for sure I'm Vinish Negrani on Spotify yep 
I have a lot of playlists. Okay, yeah. bro. And and what are you uh, watching? I was actually going to watch Seaspiracy on Netflix. I haven't watched it. Oh, okay. it's so good. So it it's then. really good. But apart from that, check it out. I can't say that there's anything that's really getting me hyped today. I have watched Money Heist uh -huh. like six times. And uh, I, mm -hmm. I, th there's a chance I could watch it for a seventh time. That's how much I love it. And uh, yeah, these days I'm not watching much. I'm honestly up to my neck with work. I don't have the time. Yeah, but I listen to music. Music is still the fuel for me. But film, I'm in bed. And uh, I'm not going to say that I don't have a, sh a short attention span. It's just that I'm not easily impressed. And uh, if I'm not impressed within the first five minutes of a film, I, I switch it off. Yeah, and I'm not saying that yeah. that's, a, that's something that most people ought to live by. I, I'm very, if I become impatient, um, no, I mean, you know, my, my, sta my, my standards for, for script writing, uh, there's a certain level and, uh, you know, you can very instantly tell within the first five minutes, I mean, just the style of the script, like if it's just, you're going to enjoy the rest of the film and... Um, Predict. I, I feel like the script today is very predictable, very very predictable. I don't mean to demean uh, on, on the content that's being produced, but it's way too predictable for me. So I'm definitely not enjoying film mm -hmm. that much these days as I used to, like early two thousands and in the nineties. So yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that was all. Um, thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure. And stay happy. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank time. you so much. I appreciate it. We'll catch up soon. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or topics you want me to chat about, um, please email in at ashythepod, that is A-S-H-I, the pod, at gmail.com. Ciao.